Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And Ashley and I actually got to be on this week on Broadway, so we're moving up in the world. Oh my God, we've been promoted. We've been promoted to <laughs> we, the big leagues. I would like a crown. I would like an aisle seat. Yes. Yes, please. I would like a Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, always. Yeah, that's the second time I've done this week on ah. Broadway. It's your first. The last time yes. I did it, Matt, Jan, and I did it. And it was a lot of fun. It was like... The summer before the shutdown, so it was like a big old <laughs> upcoming preview, and whoops. Um, oh. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on Sunday, um, yeah. even though I was you know, partially cognizant, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a good, well, it's because you had a <laughs> good Saturday. Like, I had a great Saturday, yeah. and it bled into Sunday, and we are here. <laughs> I actually thought of you last night. I had a cocktail and mussels, and I thought, this oh is my how God. Ashley Steves would enjoy her evening. Maybe. That's the greatest compliment I've ever received. We thought of all <laughs> having a cocktail and mussels. That is yeah. perfect. Thank you very <laughs> <That's> much. <beautiful. laughs> all right. So we're going to get right into the news on something that I feel like you have passionate thoughts on. As it mm-hmm. turns out, Andrew Lloyd Webber's bullying did not work. Um, as per a previously <laughs> weird. scheduled open. Uh, weird, weird. It didn't work. Um, they were previously scheduled to open for previews. Friday, June 25th in London for the new musical adaptation of Cinderella. Uh, we have talked on the show about Andrew Lloyd Webber being vocal against yeah. um, the fact that, you know, he wants to open the show at 100% capacity against the government, uh, the UK government's current COVID restrictions, even though, you know, we do know that he... I mean, he did run trials for the vaccine. So it's not like he's anti-COVID restrictions. It's just this particular one. He doesn't want to open the theater without it being 100% capacity. But he did realize that his cast crew and anyone else helping with the production would be subject to up to $500 or 500 euro penalties Mm. for violating these restrictions. And he was like, you know, I'm going to walk it back um, (laughs) from the take me in handcuffs stance that he had (laughs) tweeted about earlier. And he agreed to their terms. Of course, this new musical includes a book by Oscar winner Emerald Fennell, which is the main reason that I am excited about that's, this that's production. Li- that's quite literally the only reason that I yeah. will be seeing it when it eventually transfers to Broadway. Yeah, this was such a bizarre <laughs> thing. It also doesn't surprise me at all. We all know my feelings towards, you know, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'll mm-hmm. give him his proper honorific just to be kind. Uh <sighs> It's, this is the thing. I, you mentioned that he did the trials and everything, and that was great. Mm. And it was really, I mean, honestly, it was great to see somebody within the theater community, especially with somebody with such a big name, take this position. He's old. <laughs> yes, he's old, guys. Yes, he is. But to take this position and kind of be like this, you know, this leader, at least in the UK community, and we didn't have that over here. And Matt and I mm-hmm. talked about that a lot too, of like trying to get this figurehead of like get vaccinated so we can come back to Broadway. And we didn't really have that in the US. We talked about potential names of, you know, could be people like Neil Patrick Harris, et cetera, Laurie Metcalf, whatever. But people Lynn also really, has been yeah. lambasted by a lot of the TikTok community being like, why weren't you the one? Literally always. The man yeah. cannot do any right. Um, yeah, and that's that's an entirely different thing that I could mm-hmm. rant about for hours. But it's so weird to have somebody like really and you know, I mean, his <laughs> his whole reason for doing that is that he wanted to get back to theater sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But part of that requires 
that everybody is safe and protected and healthy again. This is, I mean, the UK, uh, mm-hmm. which has, you know, a substantial South Asian population. We've been talking about like the Delta variant. Yeah. And, oh God. And there's, there's certainly, I mean, look at all of British history and how. <laughs> How aggressively they've taken over South Asian communities and countries and Uh every other community and country for that matter. It feels so very British for me to be like, oh, we're just going to, we're just, we're just going to ignore this thing. We're just going to ignore this thing that's affecting large brown populations because we need to get back to the theater and Angeloid Weber needs to make money. Like, Jesus. So, it's, it's, I mean, I'm glad something caused him to step back. I'm sorry that it had to be money and not (laughs) humanity, but here we are. But here we are. But again, like Ashley said, like we are excited about this particular production because of excited, the Emerald Fennel. Excited is a bold excited choice. Excited and scared to quote Little Red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Andrew Lloyd Webber's famous musical. <laughs> uh, yeah, into the I, woods. Into yes. the. Uh, I, I I don't. I can't even think of. Into I, the rock. Into. <laughs> School of Rock is most famous musical. Yeah, I will obviously. say there was a song cut from School of Rock called "Give Up Your Dreams." By Mamie. Or was it Mamie? Mart? Mamie? Eh, I can't remember. Mm. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it was cut and it was it was very funny. And I will never forgive him on that note. Before we get I into the rest of the I will just never forgive him. I will just never forgive him. Full stop. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, before we get into the rest of the show, we'd like to talk about our sponsor for this week, ExpressVPN. So using the internet without ExpressVPN is, first of all, a mistake that we will not true, forgive. True. We will not forgive my- that either. Yeah, I mean, much like Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, it would be a mistake, period. Um, it's kind of like, peeing, I, I liken it to peeing with the door open. Yeah. Like, you're inviting um, people that you may not want in this sacred space that we call the internet. So don't be that person that's not using a VPN, ex- especially ExpressVPN. Yeah, exactly. Gotta throw the especially ExpressVPN on there. It's a scary world out there. You have internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon. They know every single website you visit, and those ISPs can sell your information to ad companies and tech giants. They use that da- data to target you with ads of things you don't want ads for, which is like every ad on Earth, to be quite fair. But it becomes very, very creepy. So instead, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. People can't peep on your online activity, keep it secret, keep it safe. You open up the app and tap one button and you're ready to go. And ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and us. Unlike other VPNs, it works on phones, laptops, routers. Everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Get the whole family together on ExpressVPN. Yeah, I mean, um, Ashley knows this quite well now that she's just listened to this particular episode of my podcast. Um, (laughs) My data was absolutely taken from me last year with one password leak. And it eliminated, yeah, it was awful. And it eliminated me from getting into all of my social media accounts, my emails, Google Suite, you name it. Every single thing was compromised based on one password leak. So now, if you can imagine, I have to trust a VPN like ExpressVPN so that I'm so much more protected so that I can feel safe using the internet. can imagine it, in fact. And you too. You can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today. That's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. 
All right. So let's 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 talk about some news that I was like, wait, what? Hello. Um, Mouse hunts Nathan Lane. His and most famous. Her, his most famous is titular role as the hunt. Yes. Uh, and then starring from her basement herself, Miss Patty Lapone <laughs> will appear in A24's Disappointment Boulevard starring Joaquin Phoenix. Ari Aster will write and direct this particular film. And it's, but I, seeing the names Nathan Lane and Patty Lapone with A24 movie, I, can't I was like, I believe I'm, this didn't come out of my dream journal. <laughs> that truly, I was like, this is both shocking, sexy, and uh, I can't wait. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, so first of all, uh, Nathan yeah. Lane and Patty Lapone are my two favorite actors. Uh, so oh, them, wow. them together, I literally have a picture of the two of them um, together with Steven Sondheim. That's like the first picture I ever saved on my phone. So that goes way back. I'm also, a major A24 head. So yeah, I same, cannot same. I cannot believe that this movie is being made. And like <laughs> I feel like somebody hacked my data. Go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today. <laughs> uh, and I mean I, I, I don't know about you, Ari Aster has yes. quickly become one of my favorite filmmakers. I've seen Midsommar probably yeah. five or six times at this point. I've seen her. I know you can believe Sarah this. Time. I was watching it on loop wow, uh, Sunday. Weird. Sunday. <laughs> Can't believe. Imagine it. Uh, yeah, I, this is so up my alley. And I also love Joaquin Phoenix too. This is so mm-hmm. up my alley. I, I cannot wait for this. I, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those movies that I'm going to see in theaters probably like 16 times because I'm sure it's not going to be bad. It's, it's hard to believe that Ari Aster can make a bad movie based on what I've seen him do already. And now with that cast and also the fact that it's A24, yes. it's really kind of a recipe for something oh, great. So we want you to God. keep it on your radars because those are some, you know, those are, those are our top tier Broadway peeps being involved in a, in a yeah. probably very, a challenging film. <laughs> oh my God. God. Blood will be shed. So because I'm hosting the show today, we will be talking about Asian Americans and the performing arts. Here Good. we go. <laughs> the Asian American Performers Action Coalition released its annual visibility report that tracks racial representation on and off New York City stages. Now, Ashley and I did talk about um, visibility reports last week, but this report focused on the 20. 20- 18 to 2019 season, which was the last complete season that we had in New York City, let's be frank. Um, according to the AAPAC study, white actors were, of course, the most represented on stage, appearing at like 58.6% for all of the roles for New York City stages. That's Broadway and nonprofit off-Broadway theater. Uh, that also meant that like they were kind of overrepresented by 25% to their population size for New York City, just to kind of give mm-hmm. that kind of comparison. Black performers were the only group to have increased visibility from 23 to 29%. So I really liked seeing an increase. However, That's Asian American plus. representations dipped from 69 to 6.3%. Latinx representation went from 6 to 4.8%. Um, MENA actors uh, went from 2% to 1.3%. And Indigenous actors dropped to 0 uh, White designers and artistic them. leaders were much higher, of course, than their BIPOC counterparts of the 34 productions and season that was accounted for at least one BIPOC writer, 20 were helmed by white directors. White directors were five for five on Broadway productions with a BIPOC writer. None of this is uh, mm. news to Ashley right. or I or probably our listeners, but I did want to just kind of throw it out there to say, like, we are checking this visibility. We are reporting it. It's important for us to know. But the fact that these numbers for a lot of BIPOC people have dropped is kind of like unsettling because you're like, wait, I thought we were I thought we were getting better. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, looking at that, it is before what can be consider can be considered a form of uprising against the theater community, yeah. and hopefully that those numbers translate when we come back and we look at this again and we look at new season numbers and we actually say because I mean those are disheartening to say the absolute least it's good to see an increase with black performers obviously as you said but those numbers dipping and i mean the the obviously the most stark of indigenous actors dropping down to zero is yeah it was at 1.3 percent i believe and now it's zero (laughs) absolutely insulting and demeaning and disheartening and yeah I've I've done a lot of reports as far as like theater diversity mm. studies in the past, and uh, the comments that I've always gotten from readers have been like, "Well, this is, you know, they're actually overrepresented on the stage if you compare it to America." I'm like, "Well, first of all, that's not true at all. Second of all, you should be trying to represent as many people as possible on your stages. Like that should be the point." Like, it, it doesn't, we shouldn't necessarily be aiming for like this myopic lens into what America looks like because why are we always trying to replicate present America and everything we do? Why would we want to do that? All American. Mm. Oof, I don't know. Yeah. Oof, that, that's a challenging word. Happy mm. fourth for all of you <laughs> celebrating, I guess, this year. Anyways, uh, the Little Island artist and residence Tina Landau will have Shakina Nafak and Kelvin Moon Lowe and more for a Pride concert special at the NYC uh, newest park. I don't know if you've been there, Ashley. I've not been yet, but I've seen pictures. No, I like, haven't okay. been. I do want to check it out. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, the concert is Tina and Friends, BYOB, Bring Your Own beautiful it's going to take place june 26 at 8 p.m mm. eastern standard time i am sure that with the fact that like the lineup includes like jason danielly like jared grimes john michael hill stephanie sue like bill Irwin. i was like bill Irwin. okay go cool. okay i'm there uh, yeah okay i'm off i don't know why that was like the that was the get for me rebecca naomi jones amber amon tony asbeck like it's just okay yeah they're probably awesome. going to stream this somewhere if you're not in new york city i hope that you jujal T- tina and friends byob <laughs> because i'm sure that it's going to be a really fun concert that's lovely yeah, yeah. i really little island kind of weirds me out still but i mean <laughs> that's almost the kind of lineup that will get you there yeah exactly so uh thank you guys for for this whole lineup we're very excited to see it now yeah. the next wave of broadway starlet children has been decided <laughs> because the 2021 jimmy award nominations have been announced um, if you're yeah, if you're unfamiliar with the Jimmy Awards, it's basically a national musical theater scholarship selection featuring performances by the country's best and brightest of high school theater. It's mainly wealthy schools, best CCM candidates. Yep. But it's it's how we found like Andrew Barth Feldman, who's yep. starring in Dear Evan Hansen, and now High School Musical, the musical series, Renee Rapp, who was starring in Mean Girls, Antonio Cipriano, who is starring in Everything Under yeah, the Sun, right. <laughs> uh, Jagged Little Pill, most notably right now, but also a show that's coming out in the fall. Like he's literally on fire. Uh, the National Student Showcase will be streamed on Thursday, July 15th at 7.30 p.m. And the, the awesome. YouTube videos kind of like live forever, but also like right. that that truly is how it's, it's the newest casting room. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's been like so many productions and, and you know, for good reasons, there's been so many productions of like, you know, we want the newest talent. We don't want to always be casting these same people that we've had on Broadway for, you know, 10, 20 years now because those people have aged out of playing younger roles. Uh, 
even though we're still casting them. Uh, so it's great to have something like the Jimmy Awards and actually getting this new talent. And as you said, we've had Andrew Barthelman, we'd have Renee Rapp, we've had Antonio Cipriano. I mean, such great stars who are still or so early in their careers and that comes out of this. Yeah, I, I'm excited. But speaking of Antonio Cipriano, because why not? This Friday in the light at Faustian Tale uh, will have its world premiere studio cast recording available wherever you get music or broadwayrecords.com to pre-order yeah. because I've already pre-ordered it. Um, it's a contemporary musical retelling of the Faustus story with a score by Michael Mott. It literally has such a star-studded cast that I was like, how are we not like it's, it's yeah. Jeremy Jordan, Saleha Pfeiffer, who I talked Ooh, about on Sunday. Yeah, we were gushing about already. <laughs> exactly. For Sierra Renee, who is also an icon. Yeah. Um, Antonio, of course, Bobby Conti Thornton, Aisha Jackson, so many more people. I've already heard some of the tracks from the score, and oh, it's yeah. really spectacular. So, yeah, I'm I'm so pumped that this is coming out on Friday. You'll have to listen to it. Yeah, you must. You must. Okay. You must. And then finally, in feel good recommendations, Ashley and I are going to be at the Robbie Rizal. Not to Yay. like put that on blast. <laughs> Take it out. Yeah. Oh I'm no, we're saying, putting it on blast. No, we're putting it on blast because it will be part of all of our social medias. Yep. Also, Broadway Radio. Um, also, Broadway Records. Like Robbie Rizal's Fifty Four Below show this past week. You know, Fifty Four Below welcomed back audiences at a smaller capacity yeah. for the two player game show uh, with Joe Iconis, and then later that night, Shakina Nafak. This week, I am so excited to try their new menu. Yeah. I heard so much. About about it. I might have one of their new cocktails. I know that you're, are you a Manhattan girl? We're, I'm, a, I'm a Manhattan girl. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. See, we're, we're pumped about it. So that's we're our feel ready. good recommendation. Our feel good recommendation is for you to follow all of our socials so that you can live <laughs> vicariously through us. Yeah. And, you know, to always listen to Robbie and go see Robbie. There are two yeah. shows, by the way. So there are two shows. And also, it's the year anniversary of that album, Songs Yay, from My Locker. It's the best. Yeah, so if, you, if you're feeling a little bit of FOMO for missing this concert, if you're not in New York City, you can stream that album because uh, I'm guessing that he's going to perform a little bit from the uh, album. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's all new stuff and I will be delighted about all of that. I'll be at the bar. If you're there, <laughs> come say hello. I'll be on at least two Manhattans the whole Ashley night. Ashley will be so. sitting on my lap directly um, <laughs> at my table yeah. at some point in the show. Yeah, as we've <laughs> as we've gone back and forth for seating seven hundred <laughs> times, it just happens that way. It happens that way. I have two more recommendations. Oh, uh, please! One of which is your interview with the lovely Mason Alexander Park that was mm. on yesterday's show. So if you didn't watch or listen to yesterday's show, you should do that and buy tickets to their show that. Happens this Saturday. Saturday, right? I can't be there because I'll be in Rhode Island. Uh, and then the second one, you should listen to a little podcast called Tell Me on a Sunday, this past oh, Sunday's wow. episode, uh, because our lovely Grace told her beautiful story and it should be heard by everybody. Oh, well, thank you. I don't, I, I really don't have the words for that, but yeah, I appreciate no. that so much. And, and hopefully, putting something like that out there is uh, helpful for someone. Normally, my podcast is dedicated to storytelling for other people. In fact, this Sunday coming up, spoiler alert, Mason will be on telling yeah. their stories as yeah. well. So that'll be exciting. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm normally dedicated to other people and I realize that uh, perhaps it's time to invite some people into my own life. So with that mm. said, thank you so much for that recommendation. <laughs> thank welcome. you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway 
Radio. You get all the news before everybody else. It's absolutely worth it. You, you must can find do it. it. <laughs> you must do it. Oh my gosh, it's because we were talking about the UK and now we're yeah, like, hey, we are. Now we're all part of Mary Poppins or My Fair Lady or some nonsense. Andrew Lloyd, damn Weber, get out of our brains. Mm, you can find please. me on <laughs> I beg of you. <laughs> all I you. ask of you. Did oh, you get ew, it? Ew, oh, ew. I know. I quit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. Yeah!